Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Tea with Tammy. And you guessed it, this is Tammy. <laughs> Let's get into the show. Welcome, welcome. I've missed you all and thank you for your patience on how these episodes are, are dropping. I know it's inconsistent in a way, but but trust me, I'm here. I got you. Listen. <laughs> so first things I want to get into is congratulations, Naomi Osaka, um, the uh, Japanese Haitian woman who won the U.S. Open at 22 years old, representing Japan. Shout out to her for being such an awesome woman of color, um, an awesome athlete, an awesome ally and activist for black people. Um, every time she did a match, um, she wore a mask that wore or um, that said the name of someone who was wrongly killed by police. So that was a great statement. Um, she's also dating YBM Corday who also just now goes by Corday. Um, he made headlines cheering her on during that, that win and also for wearing the super cool t-shirt, Defund the Police. And so I'm a huge fan of that. Um, so shout out to this lovely couple. I hope it lasts. I hope um, they learn from each other and they continue to just make headlines for these great things. And um, I love the, uh, the nigga moment that Corday had when posing for pictures because he was just the natural rapper himself of just having to be himself in the moment. And I loved it. It was just blackness everywhere. Um, and also, um, the true Japanese culture of Naomi as well. Um, she, she wears her, her cultural, uh, patterns. She wears her headscarves. It's, it's amazing all around when it comes to this. Like, I'm sure the, the race Racists are just so angry at tennis right now. But shout out again to Naomi Osaka and YBN Corday, who goes by now just Corday. <laughs> um, oh, let's talk about really quickly, because this has just really been boggling my mind. Virtual learning. Okay, so I am not a student um per se i'm a, you know i'm a student of the game of <laughs> these streets but um i am not enrolled in any class formally and so i i just speculate and i just go off of what y'all tell me on the internet and from what i see it's crazy out there fam um <laughs> i don't know how i would be managing as a student and or a teacher during these pandemic 2020 times um I'm seeing that teachers are just, just getting very um, strict and irate. You know, a student wants to get up from their chair. They want to go to the restroom. They're like, no, you need to be in your seat. Um, and these kids are in their own house. <laughs> so how does that work? Where do they do that at? Because you're not going to tell me that I can't use the restroom in my own house. Um, cause what are you going to do? Pull up. <laughs> drag me out my restroom. And so it's just weird things like that. And then on the other hand, the students being overly disrespectful. It's not always the teachers either. I've seen so many clips gone viral of just kids showing their ass literally and figuratively. <laughs> like this shit is crazy. And I, if I was a teacher right now, I probably would have quit. I, I know I, I say that because, you know, it's easier said than done, but 
these kids, they're foul. And then, you know, my, my stepmother, she, she is a teacher. And so she tells me horror stories of just she things that she doesn't know how to handle. They'll be in the middle of a class, a lesson, and kids will just drop off and never reconnect to the Zoom. And you don't know where they went for the day. You'll reach out to their parents. They either won't answer or the parents will answer and say, oh yeah, we went to Walmart. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, no one told me, no one, no one, uh, I guess this will be an absence. Like, you know, what do you do? Because they're, they have to go with their, their parents. They have to do what their parents say. So it's just a lot of weird new concepts of virtual learning. And it just boggles my mind. And all of this just to say, shout out to the amazing teachers, shout out to those great students who are wanting to learn. And another side note, I guess, um, what are people doing for class pictures? <laughs> especially the little kids because those are awesome pictures you know those group class pictures with your teacher a lot of people are just missing out on those great moments and memories it's sad but this is the new norm but those are just things that have just been in my mind that I just had to just share with you all and I don't know if these are just things that y'all have answers to that y'all are experiencing or that y'all think about as well so definitely share that in the comments of wherever you're viewing this um, the next thing I wanted to um, talk about is like, how can I word this? Um, irony. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the irony of our, our, of some of our black entities. Okay. Yeah. That's how I'll word it. I want to talk about the irony <laughs> of some of our black entities. And one of those being HBCUs. So a photo went kind of viral or it was popular. It, it, ended, it ended up on my timeline, none, uh, uh, nonetheless. And it was a young black man and he was the only young black man in the picture. And it was his graduating program class at an HBCU. And the caption was, I'm the only black male of my HBCU graduating class. And people were just like, what? How can this happen? How can this be? You're at a historically black college and you're the only black male in your graduating class. But let's break things down. And we don't have to break things down much because, I mean, if you really sit down and think about it, you, you'll you see how that's possible. But through the scope of things, it does it does sound crazy. I'm not going to lie. Like, if someone told me that they were the only black person or the black male person or black woman in their graduating class at HBCU, I would be like, hmm, sounds like that HBCU is a little white serving. But if you break things down, people graduate by the programs that they're in. And this young man was in physical therapy um, program, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. And it's not a, a program that I guess was popular for black men at the time. And you know, anyone can apply for programs and it is a program that is scarce in the area. And so supposedly only two universities were offering the program in that area. And so a lot of people who are interested in that field are resorting to that HBCU to learn that program. And so once you realize that people are just getting an education because that's the only way they can get that specific education, you can see how there can be a lot more others than the people that they're supposed to be serving. But again, in the scope of things, it still sounds, it sounds crazy. Like, can we do a little, like a better job of like maybe marketing that program to more black men? Maybe, huh? Maybe we can, 
make it make sense in the future. I don't know. That's just, it's again, it was a weird thing. It was ironic and it had to be mentioned here. And then another ironic thing that ended up on my timeline was, um, Jeremy Tardy. He is an actor in Dear White People, um, the show on Netflix. And if you're unfamiliar with the show, or even if you're familiar with the show, you, you should know that just in the title, you know, Dear White People, it is a message to white people about blackness. That is the, the center topic of, or the purpose of the show. It's about embracing your blackness, being black, in different entities and adapting and social norms, social justice, you know, it's, it's black, 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 right? <laughs> but here's the thing. Jeremy Tardy went to the timeline and told us that, you know what they're, they're doing on dear white people. They're not paying the black, black, blackity black people what they d- d- deserve. And <laughs> I'm like, what the show that's supposed to be serving us this the show that in the description is basically fubu for for you by you isn't paying you fuck out of here the irony of that dumbass shit i if i was on set finding that shit out that i can't renegotiate or i can't get the worth of what a white actor on the show dear white people is getting there's a problem Oh, I'm just getting so frustrated thinking about it, but that blew my mind of that irony of how this show is supposed to be for us, by us, and they won't pay us. <laughs> oh man, where they do that at? America. Um, okay. Let's transition um to more frustrating things, but out of the irony of things, um, because this is more of like a white platform, but you would think that in the times that we're in, it would be adjusting and, um, adapting to the times, but it's not. And this is a show that I followed for many years with my family. Um, that show being big brother. Um, if you're unfamiliar with this show, this is a reality TV show. I know it's trash TV, whatever, yada, 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 but I'm a huge fan of, um, reality TV, you know, spoiler alert or, you know, guilty pleasure alert, but that that's the truth of the matter. And so Big Brother is about a group of individuals being put into a house, having to do competitions, um, play the social game of networking, making friends, alliances, and making it to the end because each week someone is voted off. Um, people are voted off for different reasons. Maybe they, they feel like that they don't deserve the prize money, which is, you know, at the end of the show of the winner. Um, they feel like maybe that they're just not a good person, that they didn't click with them in the house. Maybe they just didn't win competitions and they were just a weak link. Um, there's many reasons as to get voted off of the show to where you don't make it to the end. But, um, let's be very clear. Um, not a lot of black people are on, on the show. And there damn sure hasn't been a black winner. And they're on their 22nd season. Um, this show has also gone viral for a lot of, um, awkward or intense conversations around race about, uh, being, uh, disabled, um, or being a well-bodied person as well. Um, even someone from my alma mater 
went viral years ago. I forgot, I forgot her name, but it was a blonde haired, blue eyed white girl who was making fun of, you know, people of color on the show. And you know what? When she got out of the house and back into the real world, she lost a lot of friends. She lost a lot of endorsements and, um, she was looking at the world a lot differently. And so fast forward to today, um, season 22 and I'm watching, um, there happens to be a good handful of people of color and minorities, right? And so I'm like, yes, perfect. This is the year where I feel like maybe we'll get a person of color as the winner and I will feel like this is my, this was, this is just my, my silver lining of the year. You know what I mean? I know it sounds silly, but I was watching the show thinking that a black person winning will be my silver lining of this horrible 2020, right? Okay. So I'm watching the show. Um, we're, I don't, it starts with 16 contestants and about four people have been voted off. So it's still very early in the show, but I want you to know that out of the four to five minorities that they've placed in this house, they're being picked off one by one week by week. And all the alliances in the house are groups of blonde haired, white people. And it's very funny to just watch the show play out just like society plays out outside of this house. Because when they're in the Big Brother house, they don't have access to TV. They don't have a radio. They don't have a phone. They barely get to see the sky low key. And so the fact that they're still perpetuating the same racist norms that they, that they have outside of the house, they brought right into the house and You know, it's funny when I'm following the show on Twitter, people each week are like, you know, who's going to win the season this year? White supremacy. (laughs) And a lot of these shows are built this way and they set arguments up to make the black people look angry, look, you know, abrasive, look ghetto. And it's tiresome. It's a show that I want to, I want to like, I want to follow, but if it continues to follow this model of, you know, all the white people just team up and then attack the black people first or the people of color first or the gay people first in the house or the old people first, all the minorities of the situation first. It's not a show I'm going to keep supporting. I can't CBS, AOCBS, <laughs> CBS All Access, AOCBS Big Brother, you know, all the producers, they they say that they're forward thinking. They say that they're checking these people inside the house on and vetting them on if they're, you know, good people, but clearly not, clearly not. And, um, I just had to bring it, uh, to y'all's attention, what these shows are doing and how I'm going to continue to point it out. If you want my support, y'all going to have to start changing some things on these shows. Cause why would I, as a black woman tune into a show that makes black women look crazy and would never put us in the position to win the show? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. But let's move on. Turbo news real quick. Uh, TDE reason. Uh, reason from TDE. Yeah. Album coming soon. Can't wait for that. Um, keeping up with Kardashians up. Oh, that's ending soon. Can't wait for that. Um, light skin Keisha killing it. She's dropped two projects this year. She's dropping a music video every other day. And I am not exaggerating. That has happened for this past two weeks. She has dropped a music video every other day. Please support light skin Keisha, big bang Bisha and Cardi B and offset. Maybe ending things official. Seems like Cardi B has filed for divorce this past um, few days. Um, I don't, I don't know what to think of it. I never really thought that relationship had enough time to develop before 
fame, money, um, clout, you know, success hit them hard at the same time. I know the Migos were big already before Cardi was popping, but just, it was, it was a lot at once for a new relationship and the marriage came fast, the baby came fast and they was skyrocketing to the top of the charts fast. And so when a lot of things are happening fast, you might be neglecting things in the background. And so I don't know these people. I don't know why people do what they do in these situations, but all I know is that I saw a lot of shit happen fast and I would assume some things got neglected in the background. That's my analysis of that relationship. And I wish them both the best. All I know is that little culture, she is adorable <laughs> and she looks just like her mama. But, um, moving on. Okay. Let's, let's get through these last three topics. Okay. 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 Um, anti-mask protests and rallies. What the fuck are y'all doing? Listen, if I see you in my target with no mask on, I'm escorting you out. I'm helping. I'm helping. Secu- I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to help. I'm going to help get you out. Cause not are you <laughs> going to endanger me in my community? I, I also want to just let you know how stupid you sound, how stupid you're being, how much of a fool you are acting. You really think that you are being so oppressed by wearing something that's keeping you and others safe. Make it make sense. Make it make fucking sense. I'm starting to get angry because not only is it mostly and almost only white people, you know, protesting masks during a pandemic. (laughs) They want to be oppressed so fucking bad. It's disgusting. I saw a clip and I'm sure you saw it too. If you've heard of these anti-mask protests of this white lady comparing her mask being enforced on her as the cop who kneeled on George Floyd's neck. She compared the two. She said, well, if, if, you know, we have this uproar of protest of, of this officer kneeling on, on him and he couldn't breathe, why do I have to wear my mask knowing that I can't breathe? I don't know who was behind the camera when they were interviewing this lady. I don't know who was holding the mic. I don't know who was walking by, but she would have got clocked if, if she was around me. How disrespectful, how ignorant, how stupid do you sound? Comparing you wearing a mask that is keeping your ass safe, my ass safe, your children safe, your granny safe, your granddaddy safe, everybody safe to how a, an officer killing someone for no damn reason. I'm sorry. I, I, man, I got to move on because this is getting me that, that riled up. But okay. All this to say, please wear your mask. Please have hand sanitizer. Please wash your ass. Please do all the things that you need to do to keep me and you safe. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) I shouldn't have to even be telling you this. But I'm here to remind that ass. Okay? We're still in a pandemic. Stay your ass at home and wash your ass. Anyways. P-Valley. Y'all been talking about it enough on my timeline. So I was like, you know what? Let me start this damn show. Let me pause on my Lovecraft country, on my witchery. (laughs) And let me start this other show about big booties and strippers. (laughs) And you know, that is just a recipe for greatness. And so I tuned in um, 
a few days ago. I'm currently on episode five. And what really hit the nail on on the coffin, I don't know if that's the right saying I should be saying, hit the nail on the coffin to me to really watch this show. No, that is not the right saying that I should be saying, but you know what I mean. Was Kay Michelle on my timeline talking about how she almost got the lead part of Mercedes. And so I was like, oh, let me watch this show. Let me see what Kay Michelle almost got. Um, side note, y'all was, y'all was really dragging and killing Kay Michelle for just announcing that she almost got that part. Let her share her experience. Let her be vulnerable and let her fans know that she's trying to act and stop throwing shade at other celebrities who are trying to transition in this pandemic and get a check as well. Like, I understand that I too want, um, I understand that you want, and I too want, people of no names in the industry to get these roles and make a name for themselves. I get that. I want that. I I see that. But I'm also not going to shit on someone else who is also talented and needs a bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if K. Michelle wants to act now, cool. If that was the role that was for her, that would have been her role. Why are y'all, y'all just love dragging people just cause and it's in the irony is K Michelle stay throwing shade at everybody else. And the one time she just comes on is just honest, pure, genuine, and nice. Y'all want to drag her. She bigged up the person who is playing the role now. I don't know if y'all caught that part of the clip, but anyway, P Valley, my analysis. I am a fan of strip culture. So that alone makes me tune in and will make me keep watching. But I don't know if I like the show yet. Um, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't fallen in love yet. It's getting better. I know if my mama stole that much money from me, um, we might've had to scrap too. (laughs) But as for the whole show, I don't know yet. I haven't finished the season. Episode five again is what I'm on, but I love Clifford. I love that fine ass bodyguard. Um, I love, am I Crickletta, Crickletta? Ah, like, 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 I love everybody on the show. I'm just, I haven't fallen in love with the, the content and the storyline, but I'm tuned in. I love strippers. I'm here to see more. Um, and the last thing I wanted to discuss briefly before I get out of here is Joe Budden versus Charlemagne. Now, I'm not going to get too in-depth about it because it's still ongoing. I like to see how things play out for the most part, especially when it's people I'm a fan of. You know, I love Joe Budden. Y'all know that. I love Charlemagne. Y'all know that because I have been a fan of commentary, media, and platforms like both of theirs. And so when I see them going at each other's necks, it's not good. I mean, I want to see them both do well, but I will say, because a lot of people have asked me, you know, who, who you got or who, whose side are you on in this tit for tat is definitely Joe Budden. So if you're not familiar with why they're going tit for tat or, or why they're, they're going at each other in the moments, it's, it started with Joe Budden just being honest, being transparent on his own platform about his deal with Spotify and how he won't be resigning and how he wished that the experience was a better one because he knows his value, his worth, and he would like to see black creators in better positions on where they own their content and still getting the bag. Charlemagne, you know, probably didn't listen to the full episode of what Joe Budden was 
was explaining, but he took that, ran with it, and has been throwing shots at him on all of his other platforms like Brilliant Idiots, Breakfast Club, just saying that, you know, it's not what you're worth, kids, it's what you can negotiate, and oh, it sounds like bad deals are everywhere for this kid. He's just throwing little shots, throwing little side comments in conversations that have nothing to do with Joe Budden. And Joe Budden is is quite sick of it. And so he decided to kind of go back at Charlemagne and it, it, it's 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 a back and forth. iHeart is involved. Um, smear campaigns have been alleged. You know, all of this to say, I hope Joe Budden does well because he is an owner of his podcast and he is an owner of his of his art. Charlemagne, on the other hand, is an employee at the end of the day for a lot of what he does. And so if I want to see someone win, it's going to be someone who is for the creators and for the people who want to own their platforms. Um, not people who are just trying to um, make pyramid schemes and hire employees under you who will then empl- employ people under them. And, and people are just only getting percentages of what they're worth. We'll see how all this pans out, but I do believe smear campaigns exist. I do believe that Joe Budden is a victim of one. And I believe Charlemagne's been a victim of one too. And so it's just, it's it's silly and it's ironic because it's like, why would you do something that's been done to you? Why would you, or why would you participate in it? Even if you're not behind it, Charlemagne definitely participates in the tearing down of Joe Budden. And I'm not a fan. Um, I, I, again, I'm going to see how this pans out hopefully we can all just be creatives and just be on the same page and own our platforms because i own this shit i know that i put my name in everything t with who tammy (laughs) and nobody else um but again t with tammy.com on spotify apple soundcloud stitcher radio iheart radio everywhere where you want to stream a podcast just search t with tammy Also follow on Twitter, Tumblr, all social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram. Um, Subscribe on TeaWithTammy.com for the weekly email so you can get an update each week. Hopefully I'll have tea next time. We can sip sip one together. Um, And let me know what type of teas you all drink. I need some ideas. I need some recipes. I need some brands. I just need something to drink on. We're about to transition into some fall weather. And so this is the time where I I start getting cozy with my little mug on the couch. So bring all the tea recipes to my DMs, please. And until next time, sip some tea.